Hello, and welcome to Jokestrap, the podcast with Wes Hoffman. Here, Wes will talk about various things, including life as a comedian and his love of sports. Hence the name, Jokestrap. There is no set schedule for this podcast, so if you end up liking an episode and want to hear more, just follow it on SoundCloud or subscribe on iTunes, and we'll see you there. For now, enjoy this episode of Jokestrap. Hey everybody, what's up? It's Wes Hoffman. This is Jokestrap. We are back. It is July 14th. It's been about three months because I'm awesome and I know how to keep doing these things. <laughs> hey, the intro tells you we're not on a set schedule, so you're warned at the beginning. Anyway, I didn't think it would be that long in between episodes, but it has been um, kind of just getting... I don't know, wrapped into some other stuff and uh, put the podcast on the back burner. Sorry. Sorry, guys. I've uh, betrayed you. Uh, All three of you. Maybe three. Maybe two. I don't know. I think I'm being greedy. Anyway, um, hope you're all doing well, uh, those of you that are out there. Um, uh, We're, yeah, we're in July. So lots happened since uh, the last episode, which was like on April 24th or something like that. Hockey was still going on then. Uh, Hockey's over. Uh, The Stanley Cup was won by the um, Boston Bruins. No, the St. Louis Blues. (laughs) See, that's how long it's been. It was against the St. Louis Blues and Boston Bruins, but St. Louis ended up winning in seven games. St. Louis was actually the team that ended up beating beating the Sharks and getting to the Stanley Cup. So some people were going for St. Louis, some were not uh, among Sharks fans. I was actually pulling for St. Louis because between the two, St. Louis and Boston, I wanted St. Louis to win. But other Sharks fans had other ideas. Anyway, so hockey's over. It's been over for about a month or so now. And uh, right now we're uh, just past the... Uh, mid-break of the All-Star Game, or mid-break of the All-Star Game. We're past the mid-break of uh, Major League Baseball, so um, we just had the All-Star Game in baseball. By we, I mean the players did. Um, The All-Star Game has actually played a little bit past the halfway point of the season, so they've played about 90 games already um, by the time the break came. Um, So, But it's close enough to the middle to where they call it Mid-season. The mid-season classic uh, is what they call the All-Star Game. I didn't actually watch the All-Star Game. It was on Tuesday, uh, July 9th. I didn't watch it this year. I kind of just followed it on my phone. Um, I don't know. I just didn't feel... I felt like I needed a break, too, I guess. (laughs) I don't know. Um, But uh, Matt Chapman was representing the Oakland A's in the All-Star Game. Uh, Liam Hendricks ended up joining the team also as an injury replacement. Um, both well-deserved. Was kind of surprised to see Liam Hendricks make it, but again, he was an injury replacement. Um, from the across the base, San Francisco Giants, uh, they had uh, Will Smith, uh, their closer, represent um, their team in the All-Star game. And it's always been a long discussion amongst fans and players whether or not every team should be represented in the All-Star game. And... Uh, I can see arguments for both. There are a lot of snubs because uh, of that rule. You got guys like Josh Means from Baltimore making the all-star team. I don't really know if he's like an all-star, but from Baltimore, I guess they considered him the best player. And so since every team had to be represented, 
Um, he was selected. So then you get him and then someone else gets snubbed, like maybe a Raphael Demers from uh, Boston, for example. Some people felt he got snubbed of an all-star uh, bid this year. Um, but I think if there's that rule or not, um, that each team has to be represented at least with one player, I still think there's going to be snubs regardless. And uh, I do like, as someone who's uh, rooted for teams, well, rooted for a team, the A's, who was doing bad for a good stretch, um, it's nice just to have that one representative, if nothing else. Like, it's always nice to, it, it gives it gives everyone a reason at least to watch the All-Star game, even though I didn't, like I said, but... um there's at least a reason there for you to watch it, to at least see your player shine. So in that case, I do like it. Um, but yeah. Uh, anyway, so I uh, at the beginning of the season, I predicted uh, how I thought the um, standings would finish, and uh, I thought I'd take a quick look at how those are lining up halfway through the season. So as of today... Uh, July 14th in the American League West. Um, the standings are as follows. Houston's in first. Oakland's in second. Texas is in third. Los Angeles Angels are in fourth. And the Seattle Mariners are fifth. Uh, the actual standings right now. Um, Houston's in first. Oakland's in second. Texas is in third. The Los Angeles Angels are fourth. And Seattle Mariners are fifth. Hey, spot on. Excellent. So that one's looking good. That prediction's looking nice. Um, and then it starts to get a little shaky. <laughs> uh, America League Central. Um, I got Cleveland in first, uh, Minnesota in second, Detroit in third, Chicago White Sox in fourth, and Kansas City Royals in fifth. Uh, the actual standings right now, Minnesota in first, Cleveland in second, Chicago White Sox in third, Kansas City in fourth, and Detroit is last. I just did not expect this from Detroit, to be honest. I did not expect them to be as bad as they have been. Um, yeah, I have them in third, and they're in last. And also, obviously, um, Minnesota's kind of running away with that division. Um, Cleveland still has a chance to catch up, but uh, Minnesota got off to a hot start there. So, um, In the American League East, I had Boston in first. That's the Red Sox. The New York Yankees in second. Toronto Blue Jays in third, Tampa Bay Rays in fourth, and Baltimore Orioles last. And right now it stands at Yankees in first, Tampa Bay Rays in second, Boston in third, Toronto in fourth, and Baltimore last. Yeah, at least I got Baltimore right there. <laughs> um, Tampa Bay doing better than I expected them to do. Um, and that's without like Blake Snell being the Blake Snell of last year too, so that's kind of impressive. Um... Then the National League West, I predicted Colorado in first, the Rockies, Los Angeles Dodgers in second, Arizona Diamondbacks in third, San Diego Padres in fourth, and San Francisco Giants in fifth. And right now it is the Dodgers are in first, Arizona Diamondbacks are second, the Rockies are third, the Padres are fourth, and the Giants are fifth. So hey, I got the last two spots right there, the Padres and the Giants. I got those spot on. Looking good there. <laughs> Uh, National League Central, uh, I got Milwaukee first, St. Louis second, Cincinnati Reds third, Chicago Cubs fourth, 
Pittsburgh Pirates fifth. And right now it stands at Chicago Cubs first, Milwaukee Brewers second, St. Louis Cardinals third, Pittsburgh fourth, and Cincinnati Reds um, fifth. And this Central, NL Central is lousy, man. Uh, (laughs) Sure, the Cubs are in first, but the last place team, Cincinnati Reds, they're only six and a half games back of them. That's how close close all these teams are together and like the Cubs are like barely any games over 500 it's uh I don't know it always seems like there's one division like that every season where it's just like does anybody like want to run away with this or not no okay that's the National League Central this year um National League East I got Atlanta Braves in first New York Mets second Washington Nationals third Philadelphia Phillies fourth, and Miami Marlins in fifth. And right now it's Atlanta Braves first, Washington Nationals second, Philadelphia Phillies third, New York Mets fourth, and Miami Marlins fifth. So my prediction looks pretty good. It's just that I have New York York, York Mets second as opposed to fourth, which they are in right now. So the only only division that um, I have predicted correctly so far is the American League West which I guess makes sense since that's the division the A's are in, so I guess that would be the division I know the most about. I don't know. Uh, I think, or maybe that's just just plain luck. Just just lucky. Um, so yeah, so that's how it's looking at the, the midseason with those predictions that I made early on. Again, if you want to see that write-up of all the predictions I made, at the beginning of the season, uh, you can go to my website, westhoffman.com, click on where it says blog, and it'll take you. The the latest blog entry is those predictions. Uh, Yeah, guys, see, I'm sticking up. (laughs) I'm staying up today on my blog just like I am on my podcast. Um, So there you go. Um, So, yeah. Um, What else is going on here? Uh, There's... Been some talk in baseball about the the balls being juiced, so to speak. Um, that was a hot topic, hot topic, um, and uh, the midseason classic during the All Star game. Justin Verlander of the Houston Astros has given up more home runs this season than any other season in his career, and this season's not even over yet. And uh, the major league commissioner was saying that. They've had scientists or something study the baseballs, and they've noticed that there's more drag in the baseballs, but that the Major League Baseball had nothing to do with the baseballs having more drag and all the home runs being hit or anything like that. Uh, I mean, just to give you an idea here, uh, the Minnesota Twins the other day, um, they matched their total home run output um, from last season already as a team. Um, so it's being noticed like pretty much league wide that there's a lot of home runs being hit. Um, I don't know exactly what's happened, what's changed with the baseballs. Um, apparently there's some pitchers that have noticed like just by gripping the baseball that there's some change, but yeah, no one seems to know. Uh, Ken Rosenthal, uh, he's a sports writer. He, uh, claims that uh, the amount of home runs these days is actually ruining the sport. 
um, which I guess is a valid argument. Uh, you got guys hitting home runs that it's kind of like the steroid era all over again. Uh, you got guys hitting home runs, and you're like, uh, wait, this guy never hit a home run it's like this at this pace, and all of a sudden he's hitting multiple jacks a game, or he's in double digits, and he's never been in double digits in his life. I mean, yeah, players get better, but even in Oakland, man, uh, there's there was a night game in Oakland, and uh, the ball usually doesn't carry that well at night, but uh, there's been a few night games where the A's can are putting up like multiple home runs a night, and that usually does not happen in Oakland. So I, perhaps it, yeah, I don't know what it is with the baseballs either. Chicks stick the long ball, though, so shut up. Yeah, it's true, but... As a baseball fan, you also got to appreciate, you know, producing runs the old-fashioned way where you get a guy on base and you steal a base and you single the guy over. But, Wes, the game is changing all the time. You got to stay with the times and and do all that <laughs> and, like, adapt to what the fans want, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I hear you. Um, I don't know who I'm talking to right now, but, um, but yeah, um, I, that's one thing that's really hard for like the hardcore fans, I think to do, um, is to change things that they're used to. Um, for example, the whole, uh, the, the, um, running into second base, um, and you have to, nowadays the rule is you have to slide directly into second base and uh, or you have to create a path um, and stay in that path. You're no longer allowed to try to uh, slide and knock over the second baseman or shortstop to break up a double play. And if it's deemed that you are doing that intentionally, then you're it's an automatic double play. Um, and that's a new rule to protect to prevent injuries um, to shortstops and second basemans to in second basemans um, <laughs> second baseman. Uh, good. Yeah, it's nice, I guess, but it's not the baseball that a, a lot of people were used to growing up watching. Like, um, being able to break up a double play used to be a skill. Now, granted, I don't think the players should be going in feet for spiking the guys. I don't think they should be doing that, but I don't know. There's ways to, like, break up a double play without hurting somebody, I would think, but nope. Uh, they've changed that rule. Uh, slide into the base or else uh, it's automatic double play kind of thing. Um, then, the, you know, the home plate collisions, same thing. They adapted a rule or, or they changed a rule that you had to have a clear path to slide. Um, and you can't uh, intentionally uh, just run over a catcher. Um there was an incident recently with Jake Marisnik of the Astros and uh, Jonathan, LeCroy, Jonathan LeCroy of the Angels where they deemed Marisnik went out of the baseline and hit uh, LaCroix. So Marisnik ended up getting, getting suspended for two games. Unfortunately, LaCroix got a concussion. Um, nobody really thinks it was intentional, but but still, it's against the rules, so you can't do it. Um but yeah, those things in the past, like, you know, uh, you wouldn't have to worry about. Those were clean plays um, in the past. And uh, 
if you were able to jar the ball loose from the catcher, you were able to score a run, and sometimes those could be the difference in the ball game. So, eh, but hey, I guess things change, and you have to get used to it. Just like with the helmet to helmet hits in the National Football League, um, they're more strict on those now for concussions. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's all about the player's health. Uh, it makes sense, but. It's just different games than what we're used to watching growing up. And a big discussion is also whether the players are bigger and stronger than they were in the past. And I suppose so, but if one guy is bigger and stronger, shouldn't the other guy be bigger and stronger too? It's like, (laughs) or just some of the guys bigger and stronger, and the other guys aren't weightlifting as much. I I don't see how that argument uh, plays into it. Um... You, you do you see what I'm saying there? Like, uh, so like, you had a base runner running into the catcher, say in 1970, and it's perfectly fine. But nowadays, a base runner runs into the catcher, and they're automatically out, and the run doesn't score. And then someone argues, "Well, you got to understand, the players are bigger and stronger today than they were in the past." And I'm saying okay, that might be true, but that would mean the catcher and the base runner are both bigger and stronger, so I don't see the argument for the rule change there. But anyway, I digress. I'm not going to be able to change the rules back to what they were. I'll have to make do with the way the game is today. Um, There's just some rules that they're looking at uh, changing possibly, and I hope they just don't happen. I read that in uh, independently. I didn't read it, but I heard that in independent league, um, they're testing this ideal of stealing first base. Stealing first base. Yeah. Um, It was something that people always joked about, but apparently at any time during the at-bat, if the catcher drops the ball in any way, doesn't matter how, what the count is. If catcher like drops the ball at any point, you can drop the bat and try to run to first. <laughs> Isn't that insane? Like, just think. I just don't know how you would keep that keep track of it as a stat. Like, okay, you make it to first. Okay, that's a stolen base. So it's technically, a guy could uh, go up to the plate four times during the game, and the catcher can drop the ball each <laughs> each at bat, and like. Uh, the guy could end up with four stolen bases and no official at bat for the whole game. Um, and then I could also see some catchers playing mind tricks with batters like, oh, this guy's fast. We don't really want to give him a chance to hit. Um, I'm going to pretend like I dropped the ball and don't know where it is kind of thing, you know, and then throw him out. I don't know. It just seems I, that something like that, if they were to bring that to the major leagues, um, that's going to be insane. And hopefully that'll never happen ever um, also, the whole thing they're doing in the minor leagues with the extra innings where you start a runner on second base at the beginning of the extra inning. Um, they're doing that in the minors to speed up the game. Don't bring that to the majors. Just don't. Um, you have to earn that. <laughs> like, get someone on base. You have to earn it. Don't just automatically have someone on base. That's stupid. Um, so those are two things that I hope never come to the major leagues. Um I can I can make do with these no collision things. I can I can live with that, but do not. 
I repeat, do not bring those other things to the major leagues. I do not want to see that at all. All right. So what else do we want to talk about here? Um, we've had some unfortunate news in baseball recently um, uh, regarding uh, the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. Um, unfortunately, one of their pitchers, Tyler Skaggs, recently uh, passed away um, a couple days ago. Not a couple days, but maybe about a week or so ago. Um, and uh, it's unfortunate Um he was a young guy, uh, well-liked among his teammates and across the league. Um, he wasn't an all-star in the majors. Um, he made a, a few like future star game appearances as he was coming up through the minors. Um, he still had a lot left in his career to pitch. Um, his teammates say he had a lot of, a lot of spark. Uh, and uh, really was able to amp up his team a lot, had a high energy, and the thing is, no one uh, knows what happened, really. Um, apparently, Skaggs himself had called um, uh, 911 one night when they were out uh, in Texas at their hotel, and uh, when the responders got there, Skaggs had unfortunately passed away. Um, now, Skaggs's parents... Um, they don't want the autopsy to report to be revealed until October. So there's a lot of question marks there. Um, what happened? Like, how did he die? Like, was this some heart problem that he, no one knew about? Like, he never got tested? Like, did something come up there? Um, but then there's also, you know, you... I think you automatically think the worst. Like, you're thinking, uh-oh, he did drugs, he OD'd on drugs, something like that. And the fact that the parents don't want the autopsy report released just kind of makes me think even worse. Like, I don't know, do they just want the season to be over? But why does that matter? Um, I kind of feel like with a public figure, someone that's in the public eye like that, that you have to release that information when it's available um, for fans to know, um, for the teammates to know, um, if it's something mental, if it's a mental health issue, um, people should be able to know that too, so they can learn from it. Um, to to make people wait like this, I, I don't think it's appropriate. Um, I mean, I understand it's their right; they can. Uh, but for a public figure like that. Um, it is kind of odd not to know what exactly happened, um, especially if it's something that can possibly prevented, help be prevented for somebody else in the future. Um, but yeah, anyway, it's been a sad moment, um, a sad couple weeks for the Angels. They've been playing inspired baseball, though, now because of it, and makes sense. Um, they did, uh, what was it, Friday night? Um, in Anaheim, that was their first game back in Anaheim on J- July 12th, uh, which happened to be the day before what would have been Tyler Skaggs' birthday. And the Angels ended up throwing a combined no-hitter against the Mariners. They only allowed one walk the entire game. Uh, two pitchers combined for a no-hitter against the Mariners. Uh, and the Angels, to honor Skaggs, um, were actually all wearing jerseys with his number number 45 on it and skags on the back of the jerseys so 
being in Anaheim, it was a pretty Disney-like moment right there um, for them to have that. And, uh, it, I mean, how can you not enjoy that moment? That's, like, something you couldn't even write in a movie script, but perhaps that'll be a movie of its own someday. Um, a lot of people calling it, like, Angels in the Outfield, where Tyler was the angel on that specific night. But, yeah. Uh, so that's that was a tough thing uh, for the Angels to go through, for baseball to go through. Sadly, it's not the first time something like that's happened during the season, but um, especially for the Angels, who's, who's who have had a rough go of it in terms of uh, losing players during the season. They've had Nick Aiden Hart and Luis Valbuena and um, no, Tyler Skaggs. There's a few others, too, that I can't remember off the top of my head. But yeah, uh, tough time for them. But anyway, uh, baseball as a whole, um, it's been going good from my standpoint as an A's fan. Um, the A's are currently sitting in a wild card spot if this season were to end today. Um, so hopefully the A's will keep pushing forward. They just traded for a new pitcher uh, from the Kansas City Royals named Homer Bailey. Um, so he will be making his first start Wednesday. Uh, that is July blah, 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 17th. So that'll be Homer Bailey's uh, debut with the Oakland A's. And yeah. Uh, speaking of which, um, I had mentioned on a previous show that, uh, or a previous podcast, that I had been talking with the team president, uh, Dave Caval. Uh, in regards to uh, doing a uh, show at the Oakland Coliseum comedy show. But uh, actually, that's not going to happen now. <laughs> I try to contact him, follow up after he init- after he um, initially said yes to the idea. Uh, but then I never got a, a response to the follow-up. And since then, I've seen a Facebook post from another comedian with a video with Dave Caval, uh, Carlos Rodriguez, uh, uh, saying that they were going to do a comedy show in Oakland at the Coliseum. So, hey, congrats to you, Carlos, if you could actually get it to go through. Uh, I wasn't able to. Um, but, yeah, uh, it would have been cool to put that together, but I have no hard feelings. Uh, Carlos is also a huge Ace fan, too, so um, I don't <laughs> no hard feelings. Now you have to deal with putting a show together, and I don't. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, there's other big news I have too, but I cannot say it here because I don't know who all listens to this podcast. I'll have to uh, say at a later date. Uh, there's some people that can't know about it. Those of you, I don't know. I don't even know why I just said that. Anyway. I have something to tell you, but I can't. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah. So, uh, anyway, I will be uh, in the Sacramento area doing some shows in early August. Uh, if you live that way, uh, as always, just hang out. Just hang out. Just check out uh, my website, westhoffman.com, um, for details on the comedy shows. Um, just hope you guys are all doing well. Um Keep watching sports. Uh, 
Oh, I guess I should briefly discuss the Wimbledon tennis. Uh, I didn't really watch any of it uh, this this time, but uh, Simona Halep won for the women. She beat uh, Venus Williams in the Wimbledon final, and uh, Novak Djokovic beat Roger Federer uh, this morning, or this morning here. I don't know what day it was in London, but <laughs> uh, that was a, a long battle. That the longest ever singles match, singles final uh, in Wimbledon history took place between Djokovic and Federer today, and Djokovic came out on top. So uh, another good year at Wimbledon. Um, but yeah, um, that's all we got here. That's all I got. So until next time, whenever the hell that is. Thank you all very much. Uh, be good to each other, and talk to you later. Bye.